up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, not great. Sixers last night in game five. I don't know if you watched any of the basketball game. Looked pretty pathetic. Did not show up and are uh, now on the ropes. So, as always, Philly sports tends to affect my mood, and, and they definitely have me pretty damper right now. I cannot say I watched, but I did see the final score. Yeah, um, and not if ideal. you have any connection at all to any Philly sports, like on Twitter or anything, it's uh, yeah, it's it's down in the dumps. Everyone's crapping on them, but we will see. So far, every home team has won, so they have a game six in Philadelphia on Thursday. So we're recording this here on Wednesday, uh, but yeah, that's the only thing really going right now is the the Phillies. Don't look so hot either. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed they can, you know, even it up and then game seven, anything can happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. We will see. Uh, and then the Flyers can't even win on their day off. They drop, <laughs> drop a spot yeah. there in the draft. Yeah. The lottery has never been good to us. <laughs> no, it has not. Unfortunately. Um, on that note, um, the draft was not particularly good to me. No, it was not. Um, well, it wasn't particularly to good to either of us. From either of us. Uh, yes. You did win there. out. Someone um, did win, though. Yes, you did uh, with uh, 15 correct answers to my 14. Um, I believe we have gotten worse every year we've done this. That sounds <laughs> on brand. Uh, yeah, for real. Um, this and was a weird draft, too, though. It was. And much like last year, like I think the first year we did it, we actually nailed some of the uh, – the location, the team locations. Yeah. Um, I only had one, players. one player yeah. team location that was hit correctly. Yeah. Only you got picket with the Steelers. Um, and I don't remember what we did last year. I think I got a wide receiver right last year, but it, it was, it was limited last year too. Oh, well we all got Kyle Pitts. We all got the quarter Trevor Lawrence. Um, so yeah, I guess we had a few more, but yeah, I mean, it makes it harder when the, the quarterbacks are in question. <laughs> yeah. Um, consider, I mean, we were both blown out of the water. I had them all going in the first, I figured late first, but first, um, first you had, nonetheless, yeah. you had ones going in the second and then still that didn't even pan out. No. So, yeah. I thought I was, um, you know, doing good after day one when none of them went, uh, one in the first, or yeah. I guess just I, one, I did, one in the first. I got excited when, all the quarterbacks were there, and the Bucks had what did they trade and get like the first pick in the second round or something? Oh yeah, I forget what it was. Yeah, they yeah. it was a trade to and get I, them up higher in the second round. Yeah, and I had the Bucks taking a quarterback in the first round, and I, I remember I you know remember we talked about that being yeah. a huge gamble and it was stupid. I was like, oh my god, if they get it with the first pick in the second round, that's practically a first round. Yeah, pick. <laughs> give you a, a, extra credit on that one if that happens. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it, it was not to be. Um, not to be Shame. the case, unfortunately, for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we kind of like predicted we got a lot of the wide receiver rounds correct, but just none of the locations, which is like incredibly difficult with wide receivers because they're all, you know, they're, I don't want to say they're, they're super similar because obviously there are differences, but, you know, they're, they have a lot of similar tendencies. And, you know, us looking at, you know, Garrett Wilson as being the best doesn't mean that the Eagles see him as being as the best. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean the Jets see him as being the, like they all have different ones and you know they're gonna take a wide receiver, it's just a dart throw as to who. Yeah, it's it's interesting and then this this was a weird draft. Um I think, you know, even the big analyst maybe knew a few teams that were getting the same position, but I don't think a lot of people nailed, you know, that 
Detroit would end up with Jamison Williams or that Alave would be going to New Orleans. Um, Atlanta, I think maybe some people thought they would go receiver, but not a ton. So it um, it was interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, there was obviously you know some drama, and, and it's always fun to watch the draft. Yeah, and like another one, like I know we were just talking about wide receivers, but neither of us had the Jets taking a running back at all, let alone Paul. Yeah, I think we <laughs> you know, both were higher one, on, uh, on Carter than the Jets themselves he, were. Apparently, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just just wild. It was, uh, it was a fun affair, though. Yeah, fun as always. Um, but alas, rookies have been drafted by the NFL, and all of us, all of you, are, are getting into your rookie drafts at this point. I've already had one, and you and I have made some trades and now actually have some rookie picks in our uh, our co-run mock draft or uh, league. So we've got some uh, some action to do. Yeah, we do. We got a uh, a super flex mock that we're doing. Uh, we did the one QB prior to the draft. Now we're doing the super flex mock. Um, I did. Will I will let you in on a little secret? Uh. Um, because Sleeper doesn't actually have like a super flex mock setting. Um, so I'm playing around the settings, seeing what I got to do to get this thing to be like a super flex. Um, Granted, luckily, this might be one of the one year that super flex isn't as quarterback so heavy too. Like a that, lot of people are not taking them as early as usual. That's what I was going to say. So like when I ran the simulation, uh, Kenny Pickett fell to like six, seven, and that was it. Like it was second round that, you know, Malik went and yeah. you know, Riddler or someone I else. I think went. that's, I think that's what we're seeing across the industry too. Like, I mean, maybe a few of them could go into the early first if you really need a quarterback, but I mean, none of them really have a, you know, a guaranteed pathway to the starting quarterback and then, capital that makes you think they won't take someone else right i mean i think ritter is the big one everyone's excited about behind picket and i mean you know he has to probably absolutely kill it to keep that job because i could easily see them you know being top 10 next year and trying to go get cj stroud or bryce young so i, I don't think anybody besides picket is really you know safe beyond you know, you know safe from their team taking another quarterback yeah, the, the draft capital isn't there, which is the weird part because you, you want to look and say, okay, well, and it's super flex. The top three or four quarterbacks are going to go super early because they always have the draft capital. So now you're looking and be like, well, uh, the second quarterback taken is not even being taken early. Well, it's like, yeah, because he's got like third round draft capital. Mm -hmm. You know, you weren't taking Kyle Trask, who I think was a third round pick. I don't remember, but you weren't taking him in the first round a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's a. Uh, an interesting thing that that's happening. It's going to make the super flexes kind of weird this year. Yeah. Um, but with that said, are you, uh, are you ready to go ahead and just uh, jump in? Yeah. We can jump in, get started. I think, I mean, super flex will still have an impact, but <clears throat> super flex and one QB rookies, my rookie drafts this year will definitely be more similar than they've been in a while. Uh, like you said, just because of that draft capital, not being there for most of the rookies, if not all of them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm drafting out of the four. Uh, Will's drafting out of the 11. Uh, we're only doing four rounds. Uh, so this is probably going to be a, uh, a quicker episode here. We're eight minutes in. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling here. Uh, it is worth noting. We, we've we picked these 
these uh, options strategically. Uh, since the last podcast, we have made a trade and got the 104 in, in our main dynasty league. Um, and then we got the 311 currently that we're going to see if we can flip up to, you know, the 210, 211, 212, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's why Will's in the back. I'm in the front. A um, little bit of uh, thought went into it this time. Exactly. Ah, so let's go ahead. Get this ball rolling here. Um, Hall is first off the board. No surprise there. Uh, Kenneth Walker is next. And then Drake London. I think that's probably a, a pretty typical. Yeah, and that's uh, probably what we'll three. be looking at if we end up keeping the pick here, the 104. Um, you know, it seems like Hall is the consensus 101. And we have some people taking London over Walker, but usually they're two and three. I think that's the hope. I would probably want one of those three. Um there's a little more question marks on some of the other ones, especially for us. I, I love Garrett, um, Garrett Wilson, but we also have Elijah Moore already. So definitely, you know, for our 104 versus a regular Mach 104, it will be interesting to see what, what's available there for us. Yeah, and I, I think this one's tough because I, I like both uh, Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. But with Garrett Wilson, his... While his quarterback future is definitely not solidified, they at least have a guy that they believe in that will probably be the quarterback two years from now. Yeah. Where like Traylon Burks has immediate opportunity now with Tannehill, I am assuming. My understanding is they're not going to be able to get out of his contract. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the dead cat. And he is not a mentor, if you heard any of that. He is not a mentor. Yes, he is not a mentor. Um, But then in two years from now, when these you know, wide receivers really are hitting their stride or maybe even next year or not, not next year as in this year, but next year as in like 2024, um, like is Tannehill still the quarterback then? I don't know. Is it Malik Williams at that point? Well, I also don't know because the draft capital isn't there. So I, I feel safer with Garrett because I think his picture is a, a little better and the Jets have done a lot to equip Zach Wilson. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go Garrett here. I agree. You know, in our situation, having Elijah Moore, I don't want two jets. That's not a franchise you bank <laughs> on no. having two players from. Um, but for me now without a team, I'm going to lock him in there. Jalen Burks does go right after Jamison Williams. Uh, there's Kenny Pickett. Uh, our first quarterback off the board with the 107, um, Olave, Sky Moore, Watson, and now you are on the clock. Yeah, this is where it gets tough. I mean, you had Pickett kind of help us out by bumping up um, a couple, you know, bumping a couple of players down when it comes to just the skill guys. But I think there's a pretty clear top seven. I mean, you could argue eight, nine with Sky Moore and Christian Watson. And then being super flex, Kenny Pickett goes a little earlier, but a little bit of a drop off here. And that's why I think, you know, super flex, eight. But first, one QB seven is kind of like that range where there is that big tier break, um, and then you could say nine and ten here if you include Sky Moore and Christian Watson. So definitely a tier break here. If we're looking at you know just by positions, you got Pickens, Dotson, um, David Bell. <clears throat> um, we got John Mechie and Wondell Robinson running backs. You got Cook. Uh, we got Rashad White, uh, Damian Pierce, and Isaiah Spiller. Look at Trey McBride there and all the other quarterbacks. Um, for me, it, it's really down to two guys. Do I want to go with the draft capital and 
the kind of longer term option of Jahan Dotson, first round pick. Um, or do I want to go with the running back? And you have the option of James Cook there, Buffalo, and Pierce, Damian Pierce in Houston. I think Pierce has a lot of opportunity, not the best team situation, but a ton of opportunity, not a lot of competition there. Whereas Cook, it's hard to understand where he is and how he's going to be used. Um, now, if you're the 11, you're a contending team, so you know you may be looking to just kind of plug a hole. But I, I still like to try to go with the best available. So I'm going to go Dotson here. I think he, the draft capital's there. You know he's <clears throat> going to get be given every opportunity. There's a chance that he may be able to take over after this year with Terry McLaurin in a contract situation. And if the team Carson Wentz doesn't work out, then you know they need to look to try to re- figure out the offense. They've got some running backs, and you know Dotson would be the option to be your number one receiver. So we'll go Dotson here. After him, James Cook goes, George Pickens, Desmond Ritter, and Rashad White to you there at two four. Yeah, so I think the 2-4 is where it starts getting interesting at quarterback. Um, Ritter going makes that easier. Um, but the excitement of Malik Willis is still there. Um, you know, with that, you know, rushing style, he is a uh, would be a fun fantasy option. But again, how long are you waiting? I think Tanhill's on a contract for two more years, I think. And then with his draft capital, he's definitely not guaranteed to be the guy in two years. Um, so it becomes quite difficult. Um, you got David Bell in Cleveland, Damian Pierce in Houston, um, John Mechie in Houston. Like you said, Wandell Robinson in New York. Uh, we got our tight end. We got Alex Pierce in Indy. I'm not in love with the options here. Like John Mechie jumps out at me. There's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of opportunity for the wide receiver in Houston, and I'd rather have the wide receiver in Houston than I would the running back, just because uh, a lot of game script I think for the coming years mm-hmm. are, are going to lean Mechie's way. Uh, so I do like him, but I'm not in love with any of them, and because I'm not in love with them, and it's a super flex that leads me to want to take the shot on Willis. But it just that also doesn't make me feel great for all the reasons <laughs> I spelled out before. Like, yeah. man, I wish he was a second round pick or something. Um, but I think I'm going to take the shot anyway. You know, put that super flex hat on and say, you know, you're probably thin at quarterback. Everyone's probably thin at quarterback. You know, in a in a super flex, maybe I have Tannehill in a super flex. Um, you know, so I think that's the shot I'm going to take. I did already get an elite wide receiver. You know, maybe if I was in your position, not to knock, you know, Dotson, but he's not Garrett Wilson. He's not Drake London. Um, so maybe if I was in that tier, I'd be more inclined to grab another wide receiver just to, to shore that up instead of rolling the dice on a quarterback that might never start. Um, but I'm not in that position. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in a quarterback here. See what happens from here. We got a. Uh, Pierce went right after me. Uh, we got our first tight end, and McBride went there at the 206. Wendell Robinson, Spiller at the 208. I, I bet you were hoping he got to you. Um, alas, it's not to be. Another quarterback goes. Corral goes there at the 209. Um, and then Allegire. I, I cannot remember how to say it. Algier, running back I believe. Atlanta. Tyler Algier. Algier yeah. yeah, good opportunity. Running back in Atlanta. Um, would have been another good option for you, I'm sure. David Bell still here, though. He fell. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of David Bell, but he was a big riser, I think, for a lot of people there. Um, drafted 
the third round, 99th overall, Cleveland. So he's definitely an option, especially here. I had him kind of in this range, maybe early third, late second pre-draft, and he was one of the few people that has really moved up. Um, another person that I liked, and I think I like their landing spot better too, who I'm going to go with here is Alec Pierce out of Indy. Um, 53rd pick, so even you know better draft capital, second round pick. And the Colts, you know, need another wide receiver. T.Y. is gone. Their tight ends are okay. They drafted a rookie. So uh, I think there's still some uncertainty at tight end. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a monster. But you now have Matt Ryan, who, you know, I wouldn't say is an elite quarterback, but is much more of, feels like you have a responsible adult in the room compared to Carson Wentz last year. And I think <laughs> he yeah. can definitely sustain two wide receivers and, I think Alec Pierce can really step in and, and be a, uh, a, a an immediate impact even. Um, but it could definitely be someone that I think would pair nicely with Pittman going forward. So it would be Pierce here for me. Bell's an option. Tolbert out of Dallas is an option as well. I think he has good opportunity there um, to step in you know, right away if, if Gallup's not ready. But if Gallup is ready, then you have the option of uh, you know, of him being the wide receiver three there. Uh, so solid. Probably would go Bell over him, but Pierce, I think, is my guy here if if he is available this late in the draft. Um, running back's definitely drying up here. Brian Robinson, who I didn't love coming in, but got third-round draft capital. Um, Davis Price, who I, I didn't even see much of, actually. Went to San Francisco, another good draft capital there. Samir White, Kyron Williams, a couple guys with I think I liked better than the two that I mentioned earlier, but both got worse draft capital. So you're seeing that there's just not a ton of high options for running back here. Um, so with that being said, uh, pretty easy here. I'm going to go with Alec Pierce as my guy at wide receiver. Anybody you're hoping that gets to you there at 304 as you're, as you're perusing the board? Uh, not really. John Metchie would be nice. Um Maybe I'm looking at Brian Robinson. I, the the one that really jumps out at me that I never really considered was I could have passed on Malik Willis here and probably draft Sam Howe at the 304. Um, yeah, so it'd talk, be interesting to, talk to about see draft capital there. too, man. Fifth round pick. It's I mean, you know, it's rough. behind Carson. The, it's one of the best situations you can be in. If That's you're the selling point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but fifth round capital. I mean, granted, he was going into the 2021 season like he was the consensus or you know top two quarterback arguably the number one pick in the nfl draft uh, obviously did not have the season that people expected of him um but i think also that goes with he lost a lot of a lot of uh, weapons on his team i mean you had javante williams there michael carter was there deami brown who you know isn't wasn't a world breaker last year, but in college was a big weapon for him and, and Daz Newsom in Chicago. So he did lose five, four weapons. Um, so that really made him change the game and he had to run the ball a lot more. So I think it's a decent shot to take there. Um, at least, you know, Washington has something of the future, but yeah, fifth round draft capital is not great, but we will see who gets to you here as I lock in Alec Pierce. After that, David Bell. Oh, Sam Howell goes right off the board. John Mechie and Jelani Woods. So a lot of guys we talked about, all gone. Yeah, all the guys that, you know, I have uh, I would have considered there. Yeah. Uh, all gone. Um, 
So there is still one that that's jumping out to me quite strongly. Um, so a Jalen Tolbert, solid option. Um, you know, Dallas is able supporting a lot of wide receivers that they have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallup's got to come back from it. He got the contract, but he's got to come back from injury. That's going to give Tolbert some time in the offense. Um, so he's interesting. Brian Robinson could be an interesting long-term play. Like I feel like everything you said about McLaurin and maybe them kind of blowing it up and moving on from him could probably be said about Gibson. Uh, just not as quick as McLaurin. He'd probably be two years away. Yeah. Something to that degree. Um, so maybe Robinson takes over in that degree. Um, at Davis Price in San Francisco, I'm actually not super interested in. Uh, there's too many running backs in San Francisco. I, I believe in Elijah Mitchell. I think he. I think Davis Price is probably just Sermon's replacement because <clears throat> Sermon had opportunity and just didn't do anything with it. Um, then we get to the guy that I want, uh, Zamir White. There is a clear path for Zamir White. Jacob's fifth year option was not picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what Kenyon Drake's contract is. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> so I, I feel like Zamir White has a great opportunity next year to start in to, you know, either just get the, the bell cow role, probably not, but, or be the lead of a committee. Um, you know, and I don't know what his use is going to be this year. Josh Jacobs still here. You imagine they just run him into the ground. Mm-hmm. Not. Um, but you know, thinking ahead, I think he's a solid option and he gives me a running back shot. You know, in the third round, you're not going to be finding a lot of, you know, decent running backs to take shots on. Um, so I think he's in the, in the, the right situation that it's the, the better dart throw here. So we'll lock him in here. We'll see, uh, what gets to you? Another tight end going off the board. Um, Dolchich, I believe it was. Um, Brian Robinson, uh, Kyron Williams, uh, with the Rams, uh, quarterback that I do not know out of New England. Bailey Zappy. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not moving on for Mac Jones. So that was a waste of pick. Yeah. Um, there goes Davis Price there for San Francisco. Tyrion. Um, another tight end. For all your Game of Thrones fans out there, we have a Tyrion oh, yeah, in yeah. the NFL now. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> um, and then we got a tight end 310 um, Auden. I do not, I'm not aware of who this is. Uh, Tampa Bay, though. So that's a great opportunity. So I uh, can't argue that pick. You're up, my friend. All right. Pretty easy pick for me here. I, I talked about him in the last round, uh, but Jalen Tolbert is one of my favorite guys. I actually, in my la- rookie draft um, that I just had, um, I uh, started the draft itself with five picks uh and and left it with only making two of them picking up some future picks for 2023 which i think a lot of us are excited about but tobert was a guy that i got it's a one qb draft so you know moves up a little bit but i got him at the 301 and i was pretty happy to get him there um and i was considering him there at the 211 in my last draft pick so pretty happy to get him here but just to paint the picture of what else is there um khalil shakir at buffalo Definitely has um, an opportunity there with, I mean, really just digs clearly ahead of him. I mean, Gabe Davis likely is the two brought in OJ Howard, I believe, right, as another tight end. So could see maybe some double tight end sets, but Beasley's gone. Um, and, and I think Shakir can kind of profile as a receiver that is is going to be a guy that gets just a lot of passes. Um, looking, you know, six foot, 190. Uh, so, Pretty good size, but I think he goes into a great situation. Uh, Pierre Strong is an interesting running back here. Um, decent draft capital, 127th overall. Patriots isn't the best landing spot, but 
fact that they take another running back, especially in that, you know, top 120, 130, makes me think that maybe they're not sold on re-signing Damian Harris and they want to keep that stable going after this year. So don't know for sure if his contract's up this year or next year, but I think it's coming up. So you may see Strong, you know, step into kind of that number two with Stevenson after this year. So not a bad pick here late third. Um, I saw in Haskins, it's interesting. Kente Ingram's not someone that was really on my radar at all going into the draft, but, you know, pick 201, so not the best draft capital, but goes to the Cardinals um, and really just is competing with Eno Benjamin for the backup role there behind a somewhat injury-prone running back in James Conner. So there's definitely opportunity there for him. Um, he has a, definitely has an opportunity to, to try to get to the number one or in the number two spot and, and possibly be an injury away from a number one. So he's someone that you might be able to get later in drafts. Not, like I said, not great draft capital. The only other person I'll touch on is, is Tyler Beatty at Baltimore. Um, now they signed Mike Davis. So that kind of puts a little bit of a hamper on his 2022 um, opportunity, but I did like him um, coming into the pre-draft process. So uh, I think there's a good chance that he um, kind of step in and, some point in the future i mean maybe that's a year or two down the road when you know he's kind of the only guy there with dobbins uh with a lot of other older guys and gus edwards there but he's someone else that i am interested to kind of late in the draft here but you know value wise i'd be thrilled here to get jalen tolbert in the third round and said i'm not drafting to field a roster let's say you know just drafting for um for value and Three receivers, uh, you know, they're very typically last the longest, and, and I think three guys that I'm all very happy with here. So Jalen Tolbert off the board. After him, Charlie Kohler, tight end, Baltimore. Daniel Bellinger, who's a tight end that I think I, I, he's my third tight end in the draft here. I think there's some opportunity there with Evan Ingram going. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you know where Evan Ingram went? I know he left. I can't remember where he went. I don't. Cleveland? Maybe. I don't know. Might have been yeah, in I'm division, not... but I remember seeing that he did leave. So there's opportunity there in New York uh, at tight end, and I don't think they have like really much behind him there. So after them, another New York team, the Jets take Jeremy uh, with Jeremy Ruckett goes to 102, and then Carson Strong, um, Philadelphia Eagles taking another Carson quarterback. We'll see how this one works out, but he was an undrafted free agent, so a little bit less draft capital than Carson Wentz was. Uh, and then it, you are up. Uh, so Evan Ingram is a uh, Jaguar. Jaguar. There you go. Yeah. So um, I appreciate the tight end run. Um, I don't. We're really going to take one, you're saying. I was not. Um, I was looking at some of these other options, and they all pretty much came back to me because I wasn't considering strong either. Um, not that I disagree. Like Bellinger, solid pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of opportunity. Um, Ruckert with the Jets. They just signed, or they signed uh, uh, the guy from Cincinnati. Um, blah, blah, blah. Had some good weeks. Oh, uh, I think we talked Kinda about was... him. Um, Uzama? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So he's there, which like is something, but you could easily overtake him. So, I mean, that's an interesting pick. Um, I'm not really interested in Kolar in Baltimore. Because... Uh, Mark Andrews is there. So no, um, but Khalil Shakir is someone that I was really expecting to go probably right after you. Yeah. Um, and you got some really good fantasy is. team names there with Khalil Shakir. Shakir. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You get, you get a ton of options here. Um, and he's a guy that could slot into that wide receiver two role, uh, you know, eventually it depends yeah. on what happens with Gabe Davis. You don't know. Um, you always have the risk, you know, when you're a great team like Buffalo, you have the risk of, you know, free agent wanting to come in or, you know, something to that degree. Um, he seems like the clear option, you know, Pierre strong, like you said, could be interesting down the road. I, I do worry about Damien Harris. Um, but Drafting a New England running back doesn't sound fun. No, no uh, it does not. Never is. Um, Hassan Haskins in Tennessee could be an interesting option, depending on when you think Henry is eventually going to fall off, which, you know, after the injury, could be this year, maybe. Um, but there's a lot of questions in Tennessee. Uh, Ingram, you touched on. I do think that's a pretty solid option. If I didn't have a running back already, I'd probably take a shot on him. Um, Thornton, wide receiver in New England. I mean, again, opportunity, but I don't want to gamble on a new <laughs> player like any player they just never work out uh so no um you know baltimore the whole running back situation is kind of messy i did just look it up because I, I didn't realize who was on that team and wasn't um murray and freeman are both free agents and they i, I think today or yesterday got rid of tyson williams yeah so it's just mike davis and gus edwards and tyler Brady. Uh, yeah, and obviously Dobbins. Yeah. Um, so I was worried because I was thinking, I was like, man, they brought in Mike Davis and they drafted a, a running back. You know, maybe that says something about their confidence in, you know, the Dobbins and Gus injury. But then all those other players are gone. So, you know, Mike Davis is your backfill for Latavius Murray and, and Freeman. And, you know, uh, uh, Beatty is your your replacement for one of the other ones. So mm-hmm. I think at all, it's fine. Um, Ty Chandler, Minnesota, there's too many running backs in Minnesota. You can keep going down the list. Um, they're fine. Calvin Austin in, in Pittsburgh's interesting, I guess. Um, but clear Shakir is a clear guy for me. You know, opportunity uh, plus with the team in the fourth round, that's a great dart throw much better than any of these other players. So I will lock him in here. Are any of these linebackers going to go that we saw last time? Ooh, that is interesting. Let's see. No, no but not unless I is, take one here. It's all the weird players though. Yeah. So uh, this, this Pittsburgh quarterback, I, I don't know. Uh, Ola Dukin. Ola Dukin. Didn't even know they drafted another quarterback. Um, Miami got some Thompson guy. Uh, there's another tight end in Tennessee. Uh, Ocon now. I, I don't know. Uh, Baltimore, another tight end, likely. Man, they drafted two tight ends. Yeah, they did. And then um, they just signed Mark Andrews, too. So but I think they lost most of their depth, so they're just getting some backups. Yeah, probably. Um, Mitchell in Detroit, Brian Hawkinson. Um, Future Purdy starting in quarterback Francisco. for San Francisco, right? Beating out yeah, I mean, of all the – like, I would take Purdy before I would – you know, this other Pittsburgh guy before yeah. Carson Strong, before Zappi. I mean, you know, at least you can say, well, maybe Lance is a bust and this dude has an opportunity. Like you can say the same thing with this Thompson guy in Miami, if you know, two is a bust. I mean, you could tell a story there better than you can, you know, Zappi in New England, but yeah, I'd still rather take a Pierre Strong, but whatever. You are up. Um Tyler uh Beatty is there for you. I'm curious if that's the pick. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I didn't expect, you know, Strong, Ingram, and Beatty to all still be there. Um, so I, I, though, I probably will go running back here just because the value's there. Um, I was expecting to be talking about Romeo Dubes, uh, Green Bay. They took a second wide receiver uh, behind Christian Watson in the fourth round, I believe, pick 132. And he was someone that I think, you know, has a really good opportunity there. He's at NC State. 
80 catches, 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns there in his uh, final year at NC State. So there's not a ton of competition there. You got, what, Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard. So if Dubes does show that he is, you know, Alan Felt. Amari Rogers. Come on, now. Yeah, he's on yeah. our team. This is Jerk. true. I completely forget about him because I assumed Rogers would love him because they have the same initials, last name, but yeah, didn't have so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, Dubes, I think has an opportunity, but when you have running backs still on the board and granted it is super flex, but I do imagine most of these guys would be gone by the end of your fourth round. Uh, but for me, I think it's Keontae Ingram just taking the opportunity there. I mean, not a huge draft capital, but he's someone that I think would be the easiest out of this group to get immediate return from, and then maybe even try to trade him for a future second or a future third, let's say, um, if he's able to beat out Eno Benjamin and then maybe step in for an injured James Conner, you might be able to get some real value for him. Um, and, you know, if you're a contending team, you might be able to use the depth as a, as a guy that can give you value here in year one. So we're going to go Keontae Ingram. Uh, and then after him, Caleb Ellaby, who doesn't even look like he has a team. Yeah, currently a free agent. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's just the uh, quarterback. The, yeah, the two QB format is what's leading to this fourth round, where me and you were the only people that yeah. did not take a quarterback or a tight end. We always see weird things with tight ends and sleeper as well. So come on, sleeper, we need you, you know. to get your stuff together here. Uh, yeah, and you know, for the good thing is the fourth round is just going to be uh, a different draft to draft you know you're going to be drafting the guys you want to take a shot on maybe you're drafting free agents if your uh, league allows for that you know benjamin um and so you know the fourth round's pretty irrelevant when it, it comes to these mocks um but overall from the the 104 i grabbed garrett wilson malik willis um uh, zamir white and Khalil shakir will dotson pierce tolbert and ingram are you happy with uh, how things unfolded on your end yeah i mean i imagine as the as it if this is a like league where there's not much trades, let's say, and the 11th seed was a you know the championship runner up, your team's probably pretty set. So in that case, I'm usually just drafting for value, and then hopefully being able to actually fill holes with trades. And then we've got three really good young receivers, and then a nice you know dart throw at running back there in the fourth. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm pretty happy with mine. You know, grabbed a quarterback and a super flex. That's always fun. Top wide receiver. Nice shot on a running back and another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy. I can't imagine it getting any better than that. Now, to be fair, you know, Khalil Shakir is not going to fall to the 404, I would imagine, because people like Zappi and Auden and Cole are not getting drafted above him. Um, so that would suck. Uh, but overall, pretty good. I'm uh, I'm happy with it. It does shine a light on the difficulty of our decision at 104. We're going to need to convince someone to let London or Walker fall. Yes. Or if, you know, maybe try to figure out, get a pulse for the league. And the three guys ahead of us, I don't think either of us know any of them personally, so it's kind of tough, but we can get a pulse to see what happens. Yeah, if, if there's any way, I mean, Paul, Walker, London, because it'd be tough for me to pass on Wilson for Burks, but then we're locked in with Wilson and more. And hey, maybe that means we're guaranteed one of them steps up, but that's our third and fourth wide receiver, which is tough. Yeah, yeah, it would be uh, something else tied to a quarterback that has shown some flashes. Yeah, most rookies show flashes. 
And granted, that's like, all of these guys, right? Drake London's has Mariota, Mariota thrown to him. Wilson has Zach Wilson. Very true. Burks, I mean, maybe the best of them all with Tannehill. Yeah, Goff thrown to Jameson Williams. Um, Alave has Jameson uh, Winston. And then Dotson's the other first-round pick was Carson Wentz. So you could argue that Traylon Burks has the best quarterback of the group. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. very true. For, for very true. You, you know, year one. But yeah, we will see. Um, I think we're probably both maybe crossing our fingers. Someone falls asleep on Walker, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see the teams in front of us that they need running backs or not. We have some teams that are just flooded with running backs and yeah. probably prefer a London or a Wilson. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, we will make sure to keep you informed when the, uh, when that happens a few weeks from now. Um, that is going to wrap up today's show. Definitely a quick one coming in around 37 minutes or so. So definitely on a quicker side, but uh, with a small rookie draft, I guess that's to be expected. Uh, so until next time, folks, trust your board. <laughs>